from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Twenty twenty has been a long year, and uh, it is in its final weeks. And we know it's still twenty twenty uh, because of this story coming out of the Vatican. I mean, 20, we have COVID, we have the election, we have Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing within what forty days of the elect. I mean, you want to talk about that scenario where you know how much can the system take? And if you're Catholic, if you're not Catholic, I mean. It's still one of those things I'm just going to lump into the craziness of 2020. I'm willing to give the Vatican a buy on this just because it's 2020. Did you hear about this, Brian? Did you hear what happened with Pope Francis's Instagram account? And I don't care. I don't even care if it's true. If it's true, there's got to be a reason for it, even if it's the 2020 COVID crazy. So today... Instagram users users noticed that the official account for Pope Francis, right? So he's got the verified mark. It's the official Instagram account of the Pope. That account actually liked, right? So it saw a photo and it hit the like button of a sexy photo of a Brazilian actress. And it gets better. Because not only was this, you know, uh, busty would be a conservative word, like this busty Brazilian model. The model was dressed as a schoolgirl. And there's the official, you know, holy see, just, oh, okay, I like that. I mean, it's absolutely... Yeah, that very good, Brian. Brian was was she at least a Catholic schoolgirl? I guess I guess that's a fair question. I mean, like I said, I, I, whatever the explanation is, I'm willing just to give him a buy. Like it's okay. The Pope was up late one night, and you know, in between reading the canon of Scripture, and he just inadvert. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Brazilian model, uh, Natalia uh, Garabato. She came out and and posted underneath the like, at least I'm going to heaven. So why not? Why not? I mean, hey. Now, we do know this. The Vatican has reacted. And the Vatican has come out with an official statement. Now, wow. You want to talk about how everything is emulating politics? So the Vatican came out with a statement that said this that it can exclude that the like came from the Holy See. It was the account of the Pope. And I get it. I don't think the Pope's the only one with access to the Instagram account, right? He, He might not even ever go on the Instagram account. But right now, There's a 14-year-old altar boy with access to that account that is sweating profusely. We know that's happening. But the Vatican just came out and said, look, we know it's not the Holy See. Yeah, well, well, we know that too, but it you know, just at a just for kicks, can you tell us like the backstory? What was it? ABC that that went down to Kentucky and they filmed that uh, that shooting event. What's it called, Brian? That that happens there every year, Knobs Creek. You know, and they tried to pawn that off as like this civil war happening between Syria and Turkey. Remember that? And then all ABC did was uh, we regret that that happened. And don't forget, they used that segment to accuse Donald Trump of genocide, right? So they used this segment. This is the result of Donald Trump's policies. We are watching genocide take place in Turkey. When it turned out that it wasn't actual footage of a fight between the Assyrians and the Turks, uh, uh, we regret uh, we regret that uh, that took place. Well, could you tell us what happened? 
just give us the backstory. Like, how does that happen on ABC where video footage and you can clearly see it was edited, right? The parts that would make the video uh, clearly identifiable as fake. Like this couple saying, wow, this is the best watermelon I've ever had, right? Like that part they edited out to make it seem like it was this war scene. And all we get was, hey, we're sorry that that happened. But honestly, I read this story this morning about, you know, the, the official Instagram account of the Holy See. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Even if it was the Pope, I, I just don't care. Because it's 2020 and it's a Friday and we're one week closer to 2021. So why not? But just to be clear, the Vatican did come out and uh, wanted to clean up this mess and said that it can exclude that the like came, did not come from the uh, Holy See. I'm okay with that. Look, in a year where we have the governor of the, uh, of the most populated state, the most populous state in the union, right? Governor Gruesome Newsom, he comes out and he institutes a curfew. Right. For for almost everyone, if you're a non-essential job. So from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., you can't go out. Because apparently COVID can tell time. Apparently, the virus has the unique ability to say, oh, wait, 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 we can't. OK, shoot, we can't infect anybody. It's 10 o'clock. And we talked about this earlier in the week when we ask about when we talked about transparency, like what studies are you relying on? What makes you feel this is the best policy? There is none. There's absolutely nothing. It's all agenda driven, just like AOC coming out and saying the best way to beat COVID, pay people to stay at home. Do you know where the number one place where transmission is taking place? It's in the home. They don't care. It's about the agenda. And if the agenda if saying X, Y, and Z will get them closer to, to reaching the goals of this agenda, they're happy to do it. It doesn't matter if you lose your job. It doesn't matter if you have to die alone in a nursing home. You don't understand. You are a, you, you've been sacrificed for the greater good. And you know we're getting closer and closer because you can see it in stages, right? At first, you don't want to do anything that makes you look bad if you're a politician, right? You want to seem like the common folk. You want to seem like, you know, you're one of the guys, one of the gals. But we've seen over time, they just don't care. Look at Nancy Pelosi when she opened up her $15,000 refrigerator freezer, right? A sub-zero. And then in the Sub-Zero, she had, what was it, $8, uh, $12 uh, a quart ice cream. There was a time when politicians wouldn't do that. Now they don't care. And the politicians don't care. Look at the mayor of Chicago, Lightfoot. Well, I'm the face of the city. Of course I have to go out and get my hair done. No apologies. Right after she tells everybody in the city, you're not important enough to get your hair done. You're not smart enough to get it done safely. Only I have the brains to get my hair done safely. Look at Nancy Pelosi. When she was caught, what did she say? It was a setup. And she blamed the hairdresser who actually had to pack up shop and move because of all the hate she was getting. And then you have Governor Newsom. He goes out, he puts his state on lockdown, then he goes out and he has dinner. And before the video came out, remember what he said at the press conference? I was eating outside. And then the video comes out, and where was he having dinner? It was inside. They lie with impunity because they know it doesn't matter. They know that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because there are people willing to stand up and say, you know what? He's lying for our side. He's lying for our cause. Therefore, we'll excuse the lie. That is a horrible place 
to put the country. When we come back, I want to talk about where do people learn to lie like that? Where do they learn it's okay to lie if it's for your side? Where do we learn to look the other way? I got the perfect example. Got the perfect example that my kids brought home from school on where our kids and our country were learning to lie if we think it helps our side. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We'll be right back. Credit card bills have gotten out of hand, and you care about your credit. Call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Not a loan company. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. It is Friday. It is phone in Friday. So if there's something that you want to talk about, something on your mind, give us a call. 801-331-8113. 801-331-8113. Happy to talk to you about uh, what's on your mind. But I, I want to tell you, so uh, my uh, the, the kids, they're in a public school here in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and they their government uh, teacher. Uh, absolutely pro Biden, and you know, uh, whenever Biden says something that's just an outright lie, this teacher will call it a gaffe. So remember when Joe Biden came out and he said that he was arrested in South Africa? He said, "Yeah, I was on a fact-finding trip as a senator, and you know, uh, this apartheid—they arrested me." 
And it quickly came out that he wasn't arrested. He was asked to go from one line to another line. And the line he was asked to go through was for VIPs. But because Biden saw police show up, he, well, we know that's not true, right? He called it an arrest because he wanted the publicity. He wanted the, look at me. It was kind of like Hillary when she landed and said she came under enemy fire until the video came out and there was no enemy fire. Well, Joe Biden lied. He wasn't arrested. But the teacher of this class, this government class, calls it a gaffe. He's like, oh, did you see that gaffe Joe Biden made? And my son's like, dad, it's not a gaffe. It's a lie. And there's a big difference between a gaffe and a lie. But the, the real lesson that this teacher is, is imbuing to the students is it's okay to be dishonest in what you see and how you refer to something if you're working on a bigger narrative, right? Isn't that really what this teacher is saying? That Joe Biden, and my son's 17, and he's thinking, wait, dad, this is an outright lie. Joe Biden saying he was arrested. That's not a gaffe. A gaffe is when you're in Nebraska and you say, hey, it's great to be in Illinois today. And I've said this for any candidate, right? Like they're campaigning nonstop. They're being pushed. They're being, you know, given data sheets and fact points all day long. I get that's a gaffe. But to come out and say, I was arrested in South Africa or I came under fire at the airport. Those aren't gaffes, those are lies. And, and when the teacher comes out and tries to dismiss it as a gaffe, the real lesson being taught there is it's okay to justify dishonesty. It's okay to justify these lies. Why? Because of the greater good. That's really what this teacher is saying. Now, where does that lead? I think it leads to fake ballots. I think it leads to people bending and breaking the rules. Why? Well, because it's justified, right? We're working for the greater good. We're working to accomplish great things. And if we've got to break a couple rules, if we have to trample on a few constitutional rights, it's okay. Don't you see what we're trying to build here? Let's go to Rob, uh, who's calling from Salt Lake City. Go ahead, sir. You're on the air. Joe, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking, over the phone? Well, people say that I act like I'm 12. Okay. Well, are, are you somewhat like in between? Let's just say, you're, are you within the forty to fifty year old range? I'm oh yeah. E oh, easily, easily, easily. Yeah. Okay. So, so in your lifetime, have you noticed like the population of people increasing? That I mean, and I'm really, you know, dialing in on the elderly folks. You know, and we'll be there soon too. But the population of people that rely on medications to stay alive on a daily basis have you, have you noticed that like increase over the last maybe so 20 years or so absolutely like, absolutely so do you think like this this, this this may have come to a head where we have such large volume of elderly people that require medications a slew of pills on a daily basis to survive every day do you think maybe, you know, this, this COVID-19, you know, which in my eyes is still, to me, the flu. I, I, I'm just not buying it. I can't. I'm just not buying it. But do you think maybe it's come to a head with the population of the elderly people? I mean, we, we, we've come such a large ratio of people that are terminally ill or really shouldn't be on the planet because they're, they're taking pills to survive every day. So I, I I think I'm following up, but what what's the thesis? What's your premise? Where are you going with this? Like we've had such a large population over time build up of people that were medically challenged that probably should have passed, but instead they were you know found ways to bypass that with medications 
And at a certain point, you know, the combustion level got so high that it burst into flames. And, and what I mean by burst into flames, the analogy is the amount of people that have died in the country. Because it's still, I mean, not more than you get with the normal flu on an annual basis. We still haven't hit that point. And okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, I, I, there's a researcher uh, that uh, I know in Texas who said, Joe, look, if you want to design a, uh, a virus that's going to uh, trim society of the elderly and the, uh, the medically compromised, this virus does that, right? It basically leaves the healthy alone, basically, and it goes after the elderly and the sick. Um, and, you know, th there's a lot of talk on the Internet about, you know, how this is really great for, you know, trimming the Medicaid rolls and the Medicare rolls, not here necessarily as it was in China. But, yeah, look, it, it, it does that. And as as any virus does, right, it goes for the weakest and then, you know, matriculates its way into into society. Rob, thanks for the call. I think I understood the question, Brian. I, I think that was was the point. No, I and and look that this researcher in Texas said, you know, Joe, look, if you're China and you've got a billion plus people and we know that the sickest and the the most elderly consume 80 percent of the resources. Right. So if you're a government and you're looking to to wean that population yeah, you unleash a virus that that ravishes that particular segment. Have I seen any proof of that? No. But can I look at that and say, yeah, that makes sense? Can I look at the Chinese government and say, is that a government that would design something like that? Yeah. But what gets me is we never have the discussion. Like, wouldn't it be nice to know where this came from? The Chinese just yesterday blamed the Italians. They just came out and said uh, it came from like uh, uh, a person in Italy six months before it was detected in Wuhan. I think that would be a good discussion to have. Like, where did this come from? Did it really come from a bat in a cave or a wet market? Was it weaponized? And the reason I think it's important, yeah, part of it is the blame game. But the other part is, if there's a foreign country willing to weaponize a virus once, don't you think they might do it again? Isn't that a discussion we can at least have? Not anymore. Not anymore. Hey, when we come back, uh, Joe Biden uh, stumbles uh, from his basement and gives a press conference without a teleprompter yesterday. It did not go well. Uh, I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about why the media covers that up. It's not to protect Biden as much as it's designed to protect the media. And I'll have that story and that analysis right after this break, right here on The Joe Carey Show on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Vice President Mike Pence is in Georgia Friday to campaign with Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, the Republican incumbents. The bus tour will take them through Canton and Gainesville. Carl Rove on Fox, working with the Republicans, takes a look at what's at stake for conservatives in the Georgia Senate runoffs the first week of January. If we don't control, have a Republican majority in the U.S. Senate, then they're going to have, as you said earlier, a clear path to this nutty agenda, get rid of the 60-vote rule, and pass every nutty nostril 
Bostrom and lock in a governing Democratic left majority for decades to come. Democrat challengers are John Ossoff and the Reverend Raphael Warnock. A rapper who said he was making a tribute to legendary New York City hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan was recorded shooting a flamethrower from atop of an occupied city bus. The video shot in Brooklyn earlier this month gained national attention after the police union used it as an example of New York City becoming less safe. USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Once approved by the FDA, Operation Warp Speed vaccine should start getting to Americans next month. The Florida governor weighs in. USA Radio News' Tim Berg has the details. Governor Ron DeSantis is promising rapid deployment of COVID-19 vaccines, but he says it's not the only drug in the pipeline. I know there's been a lot of discussion about the vaccines, and rightfully so, it's important. But I think the new therapeutic that was developed by Eli Lilly and is approved for emergency use by the FDA... Uh, is also very significant. The Republican governor from Florida saying a vaccine deployment plan has been in the works for months and will be implemented once the drugs get federal approval. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Florida has a population of 21.5 million people. A tiny sawwit owl was found in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Dehydrated and hungry, the owl was given an all-you-can-eat mice tray. It's fine and will be returned to the wild this weekend. USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on K Talk sixteen forty AM and also on uh, the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm, let me just take a minute. I want to go over uh, our top. Brian, we haven't done this probably in like a month. Um, let's go over the uh, top cities that tune into the network. The number one city says Boardman, B O A R D M A N. Let me Google that. I have no idea. B-O-A-R-D, Boardman City, Oregon. It's in uh, Morrow, Morrow County, Oregon. So I want to thank the uh, good folks in uh, Boardman. Near and dear to my heart. I love this. If I were a politician, I love Boardman. The last time I visited Boardman, I mean, oh, the best pies right there at Mabel's Grocery, right there at the corner of Center and Main. That's your typical politician. But Boardman, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Great to have you here. The next one, Ashburn, which uh, I think is right there in Virginia. And then, you know, Brian, we perennially or, or always have Barcelona in the top 10. It is now our number three city. Number three city tuning into the network is Barcelona. Thank you very, very much. It's great to have all you folks in South America tuning in. No, I know you're in Europe, but thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, and then another uh, foreign city, we have uh, Brussels uh, at number five. Uh, and then, guys, I got to apologize. Let me look. Noonan, N-E-W-N-E-W-N-A-N city. Noonan. Wow, right there in Georgia. Noonan is a city in metro Atlanta and the county seat of Coweta County. I want to thank you guys uh, for listening and uh, giving the election to Joe Biden. A great job there in Noonan, Georgia, guys. Maybe if you work just a little bit harder. And then this last city, I'm sorry, uh, Luling, L-U-L-I-N-G, L-U-L-I-N-G, city. 
right there in Texas. Let me see. Uh, I'd like to see where in Texas. So let me go to Google Maps. There's the city of Lou. Oh, wow. Way down there by San Antonio. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in right there between San Antonio and Houston. Actually, I have been on Route 10. I see that drives right by uh, the city of Luling. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Great to have you. And you know what this really shows me? It shows us that the network is growing. You know, Luling, Noonan, Georgia, you guys weren't in our uh, top 50, let alone top 10 cities uh, two months ago. So thank you for tuning in. And I know that the only way you guys can listen, either either we've been picked up by another a digital uh, feed in your area, or you're sitting at your computer and you're listening to the podcasts and the shows. Thank you for doing that. Now, Brian and I were talking in the break. Hopefully in 10 days, we are going to be, be able to announce the app is available. And then no matter where you are, when you are, you'll be able to listen to uh, the app. So thank you for doing that. And uh, then we just ran out with Clifton, Tucson, Kenner, and Rexburg. And then these other cities, Phoenix, Mesa, Jersey City, Salt Lake City, Texas City, Midvale. So thank you very, very much for tuning in, listening to the network. Uh, always uh, a thrill to see the audience grow. Um, go to Fed by Ravens Media. You can listen to the show live. All our podcasts are there. And then once we have the app, please, you're going to hear us say it all the time. Download that app. Listen. It helps us get the word out about the network. It also helps us with our sponsors and our advertisers. That's a huge help to us. So thank you again for uh, all of that support. Heartfelt. I, I really mean that. Uh, we're building something, and uh, it's great to see that growth. So Joe Biden yesterday comes out of his basement, and he gives a press conference, and there's not a teleprompter in sight. And I will tell you, uh, it was bad. Like, he just, he lost his train of thought multiple times and uh, wasn't able to get his message out as much as sound bites. And if you watch the evening news, it was all about the sound bites that Joe Biden said. And people are like, and we even saw a Kennedy, the Louisiana senator who's a Republican, he came out and said, you know, the media does a disservice when it's uh, not as hard on Joe Biden as it is on Donald Trump. And I believe that. But nobody should expect the media to ask Joe Biden the tough questions. And part of it is because they see the world the same way Joe Biden does, right? They're liberals. They're progressives. They're not going to put their guy on the spot. But the other reason, the bigger reason, I believe, is if the media is too tough on Joe Biden now, it makes the media look bad. Because remember, the media, they've shielded the real Joe Biden from most Americans. Most Americans don't know that Joe Biden is struggling mentally because the media covered that up. They wouldn't cover it during the election. So if right now the media were to take off the kid gloves and start pounding Joe Biden, who really looks bad in that scenario? The media, because the people would say, wait a second. This guy, he's struggling. Why didn't we know this before we voted? So you're wrong. If you think the media is going to come out against Joe Biden now, they're going to all of a sudden realize we have a job to do. There's absolutely no way the media is going to do that because it makes the media look bad. Now, in six months, the media can come out and they can say, you know what? We've started to notice something about Joe Biden. We started to notice that, you know, he's struggling. Really? You just noticed that now? Let's hear from you. 801-331-8113. 801-331-8113. Let's go to a Tom uh, who's calling from uh, Bountiful. Go ahead, sir. You're on the air. Um, I want to say hello to my family in Jersey City. Oh, thank you, Tom. Yeah, they're they're one of the top ten cities. Is that where you're from originally? No, but I, uh, I when I went into the military in '66, I ended up 
being assigned at Fort Monmouth in New Jersey as an instructor. And there, that's where I met my wife. And she was from from Chile, but was living in, in, in uh, Jersey City. And so I have all kinds of family and friends sitting there in Jersey City, Hoboken, yeah. you know, that area, that whole area. Yeah, yeah, I used to work in New York City, so not that far. Very good. So what did fact, you want to talk about today? Work, yeah, in fact, I worked on the towers quite, quite curiously. Mm. But uh, what, I've been talking to some of my fellow pathologists, and we are just really, how to say, in awe of the suppression of information on the, the alleged COVID. Nobody is speaking. You know, they're all talking about the social distancing, the mask, and all that. I hate to use the term nonsense. And there's never a word. In fact, my worry, our worry right now is people are going to get together for Thanksgiving and there will be a wave that follows that. And they're going to say, well, that's because you got together and we're careless about your social distancing and your masking. They will never indicate the true vector of the coronae, and that is the cadaver that has been rotting away, and then you... Uh, bring it out to the dinner table, and everybody partakes of that, even if they have their mask on. So, so Tom, will... let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, because my family is going through this, we only have about a minute left, but my grandmother's 100 years old, in relatively good health, but still 100, and, you know, the problems that come with that age. And we're debating, you know, do we invite grandma over for dinner? What would you say to that? Well, if she's otherwise healthy, I'm 80. I don't care. I don't worry because I know that this, this organism does not travel in the air. It does not survive on a surface. In fact, your saliva is lysemic. It's corrosive to bacteria or parasites or pathogens that end up in your saliva, whether they're exiting your body or entering. So I'm not worried about going anywhere, being around anybody. In fact, I'll fly in an airplane without masks. I'll go on a cruise ship. But as long as I don't go into the galley and pull the cadaver out of the morgue, it's called Frigidaire or General Electric or whatever, or DuPont, I'm not going to worry about contracting any disease because the disease has to be wrapped in the fat and flesh that nourishes it. And you are fat and flesh, so whatever attacks fat and flesh has to be transported in fat and flesh. Well, I am offended. I am more fat than flesh. We'll be back right after this break on The Joe Carey Show. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. 
and you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. Yeah, Tom, I, I don't know where that went. We were having a friendly discussion on the virus. A little bizarre talking about cadavers and, and their mouths. And then all of a sudden it went to fat and flesh. That, that de-escalated quickly. But Tom, thank you for the call. I, I appreciate that. But yeah, it, look, it's a real discussion. And look, I don't need the government to tell me Grandma can come over. Grandma can't come over. That's something the kids can all fight about. Government doesn't need to pull up a chair to that fight. My sister, she's an administrator at one of the largest hospital chains here in Philadelphia. When she shows up to my mom and grandma's house, she's always wearing a mask. Always. I show up. Now we have to because it's, uh, it's in the, uh, the governor's directive. But before, I didn't wear a mask. And can I tell you something? I have never seen my 100-year-old grandmother wearing a mask. And I don't think I will. She fled North Korea to come to a country that she thought the government didn't get involved in those personal decisions. The first time I walked in wearing a mask, you know what my 100-year-old grandmother did, Brian? She burst out laughing. (laughs) She just looked and started laughing and shook her head. And I get it. Some families are going to decide this is what we need to do. You know, we're going to get together. We're not going to get together. But that's that's the freedom we enjoy. That's the responsibility we carry. And we owe it to each other. When I get ready to fly out to Utah, I have no problem putting on a mask on the plane. If it makes someone else feel better, happy to do it. Is it really protecting anyone? I, I don't know. But there comes a point where we really have to start just exercising our common sense. Let me just uh, – two, two pieces of information. Uh, an appellate court here in Pennsylvania today just ruled that uh, 2,439 ballots that were received uh, that were not stamped per the statute uh, could not be counted. And I think that's important because, look, there, there's two fights going on. One is the fight of public opinion with this uh, ballot issue and the voting. The other one is a legal issue. And I have to tell you, on the public relations front, I think the Trump team is getting pounded. And they're getting pounded because people expect to see evidence. They expect to see an argument. 
and, and I have not seen that yet. But the reason this was significant today was the court in Pennsylvania looked at the statute and said, the statute says they have to be postmarked no later than the date of the election. Since these were not postmarked, they cannot be counted. The reason that decision is significant is it shows the courts are willing to follow the law, which is you defer to the statute. Now, is that going to be enough to change anything here in Pennsylvania? No, not that case. But it's good to see that taking place. And I tell you, Donald Trump and the campaign, they owe it to the American people. They owe it to – if they believe there's fraud and they have uh, that belief and they have that data set, they owe it to the 73 million people who voted for Donald Trump to pursue it. And if it's not there, they owe it to the American people to walk away from it. Now, Sidney Powell is a serious lawyer. And I will tell you, everyone deserves an attorney like Sidney Powell. What she did for Michael Flynn was astounding, amazing, a true pit bull. We all need a lawyer like that. So when she says she has the evidence, I'm inclined to believe her. I'm inclined to, to look at her and say, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But you owe it to the American people to start presenting this evidence because people are feeling restless and nervous. And most people, most of the time, want to do the right thing. The other story I wanted to talk about was what is happening. So Governor Cuomo issues an edict, right? He's sitting there and he's like, ah, how do I keep people safe? Unless you're in a nursing home, then I don't care. So he's issues an edict where he says, look, no more than 10 people can gather in a private residence for Thanksgiving. You know, and then you got to wear a mask and you can't use a combined dish. So if you're assigned to bring the casserole, apparently it's got to be prepackaged and do, you know, single serving si sizes. Well, he's upset because I think the count is four sheriffs in the state have said, we're not going to enforce this. We're not going to enforce the uh, these COVID-related uh, laws, including the curfew, right? So if you're not allowed to be out, if there's no other infraction and they just see you driving around, they're not going to enforce the law. Do you know what Governor Cuomo says? Quote, I don't believe as a law enforcement officer you have a right to pick and choose what laws you will enforce. Now, I get it. Andy, Andrew Cuomo, he's the top law enforcement officer for the state. And he's saying as a law enforcement officer, you don't have the right to pick and choose what laws you will enforce. Can someone remind Andrew Cuomo what his position was on sanctuary cities? Because didn't he take the same position? I'm not going to enforce the law. I'm not going to cooperate with federal law enforcement. I'm not going to enforce the immigration laws. Isn't that him picking and choosing what laws he's going to enforce? When Joe Biden's nonprofit shows that it spent $5 million, just under $5 million, none of it on cancer research, all on salaries, you would think the same people he's asked to investigate or who are investigating, I should say, the Trump charity, don't you think they have an obligation to look at the Biden charity? Or are they just picking and choosing? under prosecutorial discretion. When we weaponize the justice system, we have turned a corner in the country. When we allow politics to, in, to infect legal decisions and what cases are prosecuted and which ones aren't, that is a frightening, frightening day. And we see it happening more and more.
I tell you, that's why we stress on this show. There's only one solution, and it's not politics. It's not business. It's not the job. It's it's really our relationship with uh, our higher power, right? It's with our higher power. It's with our God. It's That is paramount. Absolutely paramount. And at the time when that relationship needs to be the strongest for each one of us, it is becoming harder and harder to do. Because before there were institutions that all kind of nudged us in that direction, right? Even the schools. Everybody kind of was nudging us to, hey, you know what? You need God. Today, today, that's not happening. We talked yesterday about the, you know, the professor who found, you know, that offensive object in her classroom and she reported it to the biased reporting police at George Mason University. What well, it was a Bible. You have got to get right with God. You've got to do it. Whatever it takes, today is that day. And it doesn't mean you're right with him all at once. Maybe it's just one step in that direction and then two step backwards, one step forward. But that has to be a part of your daily life. It really does. Let that decision, let that relationship be the prism that you see the world. The other thing, we got to be kind to each other. We need more civility. We need more kindness. And grandma, that's why it hurts me that you're 100, but you're not invited to Thanksgiving. You would take all the fun out of it. We'd have to wear masks and social distance. Have a great weekend. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Stay tuned. Brian Hyde up next.